I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking about today is vitamin D and calcium. Now you're thinking to yourself, a Dr. Joe, how exciting can vitamin D and calcium be? And you think, well, how am I going to talk for a whole hour about that? I could talk about five hours on this. It's amazing. And you've heard me talk about vitamin D periodically, but vitamin D does everything. It can build muscle mass. It can help you lose weight. There, right there, I got your attention, right? Uh, the immune system, bone function, heart function, it's so many different things. And I always call vitamin D the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever buy. So if you want to help build muscle mass and lose weight and be healthier and build your immune system, this is what we're going to talk about. And it's, I'm going to make it fun, as we always do. We always make it fun. So we've known for about 400 years now that muscle weakness is a common presenting symptom of vitamin D deficiency. So if you have muscle weakness, as a chiropractor, of course, we always check pinch nerves. We want to make sure your digestive system is working, you're absorbing nutrients. But something nobody does, as far as I know nobody does except us, is we, check the vi- we, we talk about your vitamin D levels. Now, we can check your vitamin D levels as well. We can do a test uh, called the micronutrient test, and it tests a bunch of different nutrients, including vitamin D. But if you have muscle weakness, it could be something as simple as a vitamin D deficiency. Now, bones aren't the only organs that respond to vitamin D. That's what you think about, vitamin D and bone, bone growth. The muscles do. So another reason you should be taking your vitamin D. As we age, uh, muscles lose vitamin D receptors. So what it is is even if you're putting the vitamin D in, you're not absorbing it like you used to. When you're younger, you can absorb things a lot better. And that may be explained the loss of muscle strength as we age. So wouldn't it be a kick in the head if something as simple as getting everybody on vitamin D could improve muscle strength? Well, the answer is it probably could help a lot of people, and it's real inexpensive. A vitamin D status uh, um, does appear to predict the decline in physical performance as we get older. But maybe low vitamin D doesn't lead to weakness. Maybe the weakness leads to low vitamin D. Because vitamin D we get from where? Being outside. When we're outside and getting sunlight... The sunlight, we'll talk about this if we have time, the sunlight interacts with cholesterol and creates vitamin D in your body. And so as we get older, we stay in more. So one of the things I I beg and plead with all of you is get outside. If you like gardening, garden, go for a walk. I'm going to go for a nice walk this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Uh, Go outside. uh, if If you want to get a dog to force you to get out, get a dog and go for a walk. But getting outside is so important because that vitamin D is produced when the sunlight hits your body. Uh, vitamin D, we call it the sunshine vitamin. Um, so if you're too weak to get outside, that may correlate between your muscle weakness and then you're not getting out. So your muscle gets weaker, you're not getting the vitamin D, so the muscles get weaker. So you're kind of caught in that cycle again. About a dozen randomized controlled studies have tested vitamin D supplements versus sugar pills. You can get vitamin D from supplements as well. After putting them together, we see that older men and women taking vitamin D get significant protection from falls especially among those who started out with relatively low levels. Now, we have a doctor's meeting every week, me and my other doctors, and we discuss, you know, office things, and we go over, you know, whatever we have to. And each week, I try to teach my doctors a new technique. And many times, I'll have the doctors teach me what are their techniques. And the one thing we talked about this week is fall prevention. Because what happens is there's a front part of your brain is called the cerebrum, and the back part is called the cerebellum. 
And the cerebellum helps control balance. So a little test that we do for people that have balance issues is we stand them up, we close their eyes, and we put our arms around them so they don't fall. And we see if they start to sway to one side or the other. And if they start to sway to one side, that usually tells us that that side of the cerebellum, the back part of the brain, isn't working as well as the side they're not falling to. So I showed my staff, and a lot of doctors knew this already, how to adjust to stimulate the side of the weak cerebellum. So there's actually a chiropractic adjustments we can do to stimulate the brain. It's one of the many, 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 many things chiropractic does. And so we did that, but we also have to realize that even if we have good balance between the cerebellum, we have to look at the vitamin D because studies have shown that people with higher vitamin D levels have lower risk of falling. So there's another benefit to vitamin D. Over a six-month frame, this was really interesting. People who stopped walking when they had a conversation were more likely to fall than people that could walk and talk. So once again, what does that show us? It shows us brain integration. If you can do multiple tasks like walk and talk, it integrates the brain, utilizing more of the brain, and I'm guessing at this, better use of the cerebellum, which can help with balance. So if you're somebody that can't walk and talk, I know we joke about that, but as you get older, this becomes a sign that something isn't right. And so you wouldn't think twice about that, but it is. Other high-risk groups who, t- who should supplement with vitamin D, people that have fallen already, if you have a history of falls, if you're unsteady, if you're on a variety of heart, brain, and blood pressure drugs uh, that can increase your fall risk, because certain drugs can, of course, increase the risk there. Um, there's also a test called the get-up-and-go test. I, I, I hadn't thought about this in years, and, and then I remembered it. So what you do, it t- how long does it take for you to get from an armchair to walking 10 feet, turn around, walk back, and sit down? So you got to get up, walk around. Uh, if it takes longer than 10 seconds, you might be at high risk. So you should be able to get up, walk 10 feet, turn around, go back, sit down again. So the get-up-and-go test is another test to determine strength and uh, balance issues. So how much vitamin D do you really need? The American Geriatric Society recommends a total of 4,000 international units a day. Now, when I first started studying biochemistry and nutrition, I was so confused because some things are measured in international units, some things are measured in grams, micrograms, milligrams, liters, uh, deciliters. Um, it's, it's very confusing when it comes to supplements and how they measure things. But vitamin D is measured in international units. What is an international unit? I don't know. It's about that big, I guess. I don't know. Um, and what they, they base this on rationale that it, it should get about 90% of the people to the target vitamin D level uh, of 75 nanograms per milliliter. Now, 30 nanograms per milliliter, again, that's a measurement, is considered okay. I don't want to be okay. I want to be more than okay. You want to get to about 75 or 80, 60 to 80 nanograms per milliliter of vitamin D in your blood. So if you get your blood test back and you're 30, you say, oh, that's good. No, no, no. We got to get much higher than that. So what the uh, American Geriatric Society is saying, about 4,000 international units a day. I recommend about 5,000 international units a day. Now, on our website, drjoe.com, we have a vitamin D supplement, and it has vitamin K in it as well. We'll talk about that in a second. But the vitamin D, I take five drops a day. It's the least expensive insurance policy you'll ever buy because we're going to talk about so many different things that vitamin D deficiency causes, and so many people have vitamin D deficiency. So if we just got everybody's vitamin D level up, oh my gosh, I think we could change the world. We could change healthcare by simply getting vitamin D levels to where they need to be. The the American uh, Geriatric Society does not recommend periodic megadoses because the thought process is this. uh, It's hard to get patients to comply. 
The biggest problem I have, I've been in practice 37 years, the biggest problem I have with patients is they don't do what we say. Because with chiropractic care, especially especially our doctors, we start treating them, patients start to feel good. Now, when you start to feel good, what's the first thing you're going to do? I don't got to go there anymore. I feel great. And I tell patients in every consultation, it's going to take time to get you stabilized, out of pain, and then stabilize the spine. If you jump ship after the pain goes away, chances are the problem comes back. And the same thing with taking supplements and pills. Compliance is everything. Talk to any medical doctor, chiropractor, physical therapist, doesn't matter. Compliance is the game. Is the game. And people aren't complying, and that's where the problems come in. So one thought was, what if we gave somebody 500,000 international units once a year? Instead of spreading it out, what would happen? We can at least guarantee a spike in vitamin D at some point in a year, and that would be a good thing. But what they found was if you take too much, it actually increases your risk of falls and muscle weakness, and 30% increase in falls to those who took uh, up to three months after they did the spike. So you don't want to overdose on anything. And moderation is important, but I don't want moderate health. I want extreme health. I, I, I used to date a gal, and one of her lines was, moderation is for monks. And I thought, that's a good line, but when it comes to health, I want extreme health. I don't want moderate health. I don't want to be a moderate person. I want to be extreme. So I kind of like that line. So vitamin D may improve physical performance, reduce chronic pain, and improve mood so much that people start moving around more. Um, And with this burst, if you take this big burst, you might feel good right away, and you might increase your risk of falling. So taking too much might give you a burst, but I mean taking too much, taking any cocaine might give you a burst of energy. It doesn't mean it's good for you. So don't think that more is better when it comes to vitamin D. If you're giving, it's like giving somebody a sports car uh, and they're used to driving, you know, an old beat up uh, little, little, you know, four cylinder. Well, they're not going to be able to deal with it as well as they should because they don't know how to manage it. So we don't want to give too much of that vitamin D. It's possible too that such unnatural doses may actually damage the muscles. Evidence of researchers cite to support uh, the meat, in, uh, they talk about the meat industry showing that you can improve the tenderness of steak by giving mega doses of vitamin D. So that's a little secret that the meat industry uses. If they give you mega doses, the muscles become more tender, but that is not a good thing when it comes to humans. So the bottom line is uh, you got to have exercise. You got to keep the body in motion, but you got to have the right chemistry as well. And I talk about this so much that your body is, is a balance. You have to put the chemistry in, then you have to utilize that chemistry. And so if you're just putting the chemistry in, that's good, but you're not going to get all the results. And people talk to me all the time. I get the question all the time on the website, drjoe.com. Dr. Joe, what can I take to lose weight? Now, we have a protocol. We have what's called a 21-day protocol that we put people on to help reset their brain and rebalance the brain. And they think, well, okay, if I take the 21-day, what if I double the dose? Well, I only have to take it for, you know, whatever, 10 and a half days. No, doesn't work that way. You've got to get the right amount over time because you only have so many what's called receptor sites. Your body can only absorb so much of anything. And if you give it too much at once, it's not going to be able to utilize it. So it's not what you ingest, it's what you digest. And that's a Dr. Joey-ism there. So you got to make sure uh, what, what you're doing is right. Which there's, there's some supplements out there, uh, specifically from what I know, uh, vitamin C, mm-hmm. that you can't take, or you can, uh, but you shouldn't take your full dose of vitamin C at one time, but rather take smaller amounts throughout the day. Correct. And that's exactly right. And that, that's when we do recommend supplements. We do try to spread them out. But Garrett's exactly right because you can only absorb so much of anything. And with vitamin C specifically, now that you mention it, you have what's called a bowel tolerance, 
which means you can only absorb so much vitamin C or so much of anything. After that, you might get loose stools, you might get diarrhea. And that's how we can actually judge how much vitamin C somebody needs because I might need more vitamin C uh, than Joe needs and Garrett might need less. And so we need to try to figure out what it is. So one of the things I'll tell people with vitamin C, especially during cold and flu season or COVID season, is you take a vitamin C supplement. Make sure it's pure vitamin C, not ascorbic acid. Vitamin C studies have shown works better. Ascorbic acid is only one eighth of the vitamin C molecule, but I digress. So uh, you take it, double the dose the next day, double the dose the next day. When you start feeling gut reactions, you cut back, and that's how you know your tolerance. But the same thing with vitamin D. You can't just take mega doses, and that's one of my concerns uh, that I have. Many times patients will say, well, I went to the doctor. He gave me 50,000 international units of vitamin D to take once a week. Okay, why once? I understand the basis. It's compliance. Patients are more likely to do something once a week than they are to do it every day until you train them. Once you train them, then they'll do it every day like I do. But the problem is they use vitamin D2. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Vitamin D2 is not the best version. Vitamin D2 has to be converted into vitamin D3. So even if I give you a mega dose, you have to do a conversion factor. Some of it's going to get lost in a conversion, and that's not a good thing. So we want to make sure we're getting as much vitamin D as we can over time like everything else. So vitamin D, when we think about vitamin D, the other supplement we have to talk about is calcium. And I get this question all the time, Dr. Joe, what calcium supplement should I take? And then, of course, I don't eat meat or dairy. I'm a vegan. And people will say, well, Dr. Joe, where do you get your protein from? Go to our website, drjoe.com, type in protein. We did a whole two-hour show on that. And then the second question we get is, if you don't eat dairy products, where do you get your calcium? Studies have shown that dairy products are not a good source of calcium. Even though they have a lot of calcium in them, they're not a good source to absorb. So what happens is uh, when we take cow's milk, which is high in calcium, and we pasteurize it, the calcium will bind to a protein called casein. And when the, when the calcium is heated and binds to casein, you need an enzyme called renin to break down the casein and hopefully free up that calcium again. It's not available. It's not bioavailable. So the studies have shown, there's one study called the nurse's study, and I love this one, because it's ongoing for decades. And what they're doing is they're monitoring nurses through the life cycle through their lifespan, actually, through their life cycle. And they're seeing what happens, long-term studies of people. And nurses seem to comply really well, so they were easy to work with. And what they found from the nurses' study, many things, but one thing they found was the more dairy products you consume, the higher the rate of osteoporosis. Let me say that again. The higher rate of osteoporosis based on more dairy products you consume. So that's counterintuitive, isn't it? Dairy high in calcium. Calcium builds bones. It should be the other way around, but it's not. The reasoning is the calcium is bound to the casein, and also when you eat acid foods, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, these acid foods have to be neutralized, and the body uses calcium and other minerals as their neutralizing agents. So if you're eating acid foods, you can actually lose calcium, and in milk, there's two amino acids called methionine and cysteine. Methionine and cysteine are acids. They need to be neutralized. They use calcium to neutralize methionine and cysteine. And a lot of calcium is bound to the to casein because it's not bioavailable. So you go into a negative calcium balance by, your, by eating a lot of dairy products. So that kind of blows away that myth. But vitamin D and calcium, two, two essential nutrients that are really big impacts on your health. Both are known for their respective health benefits, 
but they work together. So getting enough of each is equally important when it comes to bone health. So the analogy I use is if I'm going to make a cake, of course, gluten-free vegan cake, right? And I'm going to use my gluten-free flour and I'm going to use whatever else ingredients I'm going to use. But there's a little bit, usually a baking powder that you add. And the baking powder, like in biscuits too, it helps it rise. If you don't add that little touch of baking powder, the whole thing falls apart. Same thing with bones. Bones are mostly calcium. But you have to have the vitamin D. You have to have the um, magnesium to utilize the vitamin D. You have to have boron and silica. So you can't just throw a bunch of calcium at a bone and expect it to work. It doesn't. In fact, in all my years of practice, I've never known anyone who has osteoporosis, who took a calcium supplement, reverse the osteoporosis. It's never happened. And so it's not just calcium you need. You need the whole package. So how does vitamin D affect calcium levels? How much calcium should I take? How much vitamin D should I take? Should I take vitamin D without calcium? Let's talk about it. Calcium and vitamin D are micronutrients. Micronutrients means you just need a little bit of them. Macronutrients are the ones you need a lot of. Those are, there's, there are three, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. So those are the macronutrients. Micronutrients are the ones you just need a tiny bit, but they work together. So the complex vitamin D-calcium relationship is especially critical when it comes to bone metabolism because it helps maintain and strengthen the bones and build new bones as well. Calcium serves a key structural component and is estimated 99% of the body's calcium is stored in the bones. A lack of calcium can cause serious side effects such as bone loss called osteopenia, which eventually is the precursor to beginning stages of osteoporosis. Not getting enough calcium through diet or supplementation isn't always enough. That's what we're talking about. You can't just take a bunch of calcium, and it depends on the type of calcium you want to take. Calcium carbonate supplements, not a good idea. They don't work as well as calcium citrate or calcium lactate. But I'd rather this. I'd rather you eat a good diet, avoid a lot of acid foods, the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. Avoid those. Then you're not going to need as much calcium. And if you don't need as much calcium, you're getting all the calcium you need from the good foods that are non-acidic. Follow that? So, but Dr. Joe, what about milk? What about milk? Milk's a good source of calcium, right? What did we just talk about? Calcium, the calcium in milk is not really bioavailable, okay? And in fact, if you took pasteurized milk, the stuff you buy in the grocery store, and you take that and you feed it to a baby cow, that cow can die in as little as 10 days, even sooner sometimes. Because once you take the milk and pasteurize it, you change the molecular structure, and the bioavailability, the availability to a, an organism drops dramatically, so what about milk? You know, I saw, I, I think I did a show one time, Got Milk, I Hope Not. So <laughs> it was an article I wrote. I don't remember. It was a book I wrote. I don't remember. Anyway, Got Milk, I Hope Not. And uh, it, it's not a good source of calcium, even though it has a lot of calcium in it. So according to one study in Ireland, calcium is necessary for supporting the health and structure of bones. Vitamin D boosts the calcium absorption ability. So like I said, you put it all in. If you can't absorb it, it doesn't matter. It can support healthy pregnancy. Vitamin D and calcium are absolutely necessary for ensuring healthy pregnancy and fostering fetal growth and development. This is why when pregnant patients come to us, I'm so strict. I say, listen, you got nine months, you got to do everything I say. And then hopefully another year after that too for breastfeeding. Because we even find too that with a cow's milk, if a mother drinks cow's milk, those proteins can get into the breast milk, which can cause allergic reactions and colic in the infant's. So you think, well, I'm drinking milk, it's good for me, it can be, and I'm breastfeeding, that's good for me, that milk, the, the, the toxic 
I'll call them toxic proteins, can pass directly into the breast milk and cause problems with the baby. So another reason why pregnant women shouldn't be drinking cow's milk. Nobody should be drinking cow's milk. Uh, a large trial out of South Carolina found, again, 4,000 international units a day was safe and effective for pregnant women, noting that a deficiency can cause serious issues like neonatal seizures and adverse effects on the pregnancy. Folks, once again, vitamin D, least expensive or the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever buy. And now on the website, drjoe.com is the one I use. And now vitamin D has vitamin K2 in it as well. And I don't know if I have time. I'll try to cover that as well. Here's the thing that everybody likes to hear. Not only does it help build muscle, it helps promote weight loss. If you're having difficulty shredding stubborn body fat, which I get that question every day on the website, you may want to consider adding vitamin D and calcium supplements, which you can get from Super Greens, an essential source, by the way. Those are great source of calcium um, to your key micronutrients. Interesting enough, studies show that eating less calcium or having lower vitamin D levels may be linked to higher body weight. One study published in Nutrition Journal found that taking calcium and vitamin D together for 12 weeks led to a significant decrease in body fat compared to a placebo. Everybody wants the shortcut. So we have our 21-day cleanse that we put people on to reset the brain. Because if, if you're like me, and you are like me because your brain works like me, when you eat things like sugar, you get high. It stimulates the dopamine receptor sites and the nucleus accumbens, and you start feeling really, really good. And so you want to take more of what you ate you know, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas. So with the 21-day cleanse, we hel- it helps you reset the brain so that after 21 days, we can get you eating a more normal or healthy diet because it's really hard, you know? Uh, I just read an article called The Crowding Out Factor, and they, they did two experiments. They, they did experiments with parents to A, have a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds available, they use fruits and vegetables, available to the family, or B, told the family not to eat junk food. And they found that when we had the other fruits and vegetables available, they ate more of those, which then crowded out the junk food. Telling them not to eat junk food didn't work. Giving them an option did work. And I told a story the other day on one of my shows that uh, I, I got home one day. It was after work. I was hungry. I wanted something fast. And I opened the refrigerator, and I had cherries and blueberries in there. So what did I eat? Cherries and blueberries. If I had cookies and cakes and donuts and pasta, and I was the average American, what would I eat? Well, those junk foods. So the crowding out factor, I really like that idea. Fill your refrigerator with good foods. It'll crowd out the bad foods. Get rid of the bad foods out of your pantry. Um, I know in my book, Eating Right for the Health of It, we have a whole chapter on stocking and unstocking your pantry. You got to get the bad foods out of the house. That's the one thing that I I drill into every show, I think. You got to get the bad food out of the house. But vitamin D, along with the high calcium foods like fruits and vegetables, can actually help promote weight loss. It could help uh, protect against cancer. Uh, promising research shows that both calcium and vitamin D have a major impact on cancer development. Large review of the American Journal of Public Health found that getting adequate amounts of vitamin D could be associated with lower risk of colon cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, and ovarian cancer. Other studies show consuming more calcium may increase, may lower your risk of colorectal and breast cancer. So again, if you're eating a good diet, you're probably getting enough calcium. The vitamin D, you got to get outside or you got to take a supplement. And most of us aren't outside is nearly a half hour every day, minimum, is what we're looking for. Most of us aren't out there. Uh, Vitamin D can help your heart health. Uh, Vitamin D supplements are a quick and convenient way to help keep your heart healthy and help with blood pressure as well. Folks, got to go to a break. If you have any healthcare questions, go to our website, drjoe.com. If you want to get the supplements we're talking about, the Super Greens, the Essential Source, the Vitamin D, they're all available on our website, drjoe.com. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We work with most major medical insurance companies, car accidents, sports injuries, attorneys. We work with lawsuits. 
Um, you can make an appointment. Normally, the first visit is $375. We've reduced that through this COVID issue to $149, $149. Exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays on the next visit, and a nutritional evaluation. All the supplements are on the website, drjoe.com, or come by our offices, and you can pick them up, save shipping. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your, friend, tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.